Cascade Hoops Talk, bringing the world NAI basketball one podcast at a time. Cascade Hoops Talk, Billy D here. Hope everybody's enjoying their Wednesday. A uh, lot of uh, basketball the last couple of days. Let's take a look at uh, NAI around the country. Also, you'll notice part of this update was recorded on Monday night and part of it was recorded on Tuesday night. And I'm sorry for any confusion. I apologize. And see what it looks like. And then a little bit later on the show, we'll have Josiah Gardner. He's the GPAC Player of the Week. Uh, he's a 6'8 guy out of uh, Milford, Nebraska. Uh, he's a sophomore there at Doan. He made that winning shot against uh, Morningside. I'm sure you've all seen the, the video. And then his coach, Ian McKeithen, is going to join us as well. We'll talk a little bit of Doan basketball and GPAC basketball. But uh, that's a very interesting conference this year. Uh, it really keeps you entertained. So we'll talk to them just a little bit later on. Uh, why don't we start by... Uh, talking about the uh, Southern States Athletic Conference because that's where there's some big action last night. Faulkner, they uh, took on Loyola. They hosted Loyola last night and they gave Loyola their first loss of the season. You know, Faulkner, a little bit overlooked, I think, in my book. You know, they're 7-1 now in conference. They beat Loyola last night pretty good, 92-73. Down the stretch, Loyola was never really able to make a run. Faulkner just uh, got a good lead on him and held him off. Uh, Monday night for Faulkner, uh, Jalon Perry, he scored 27, as well as Daniel Gar- Garmendia, he scored 27 as well. C.J. Hines for Faulkner, he was the glass cleaner. He pulled in 11 rebounds. So with that win, Faulkner, as we said, is 7-1 and one in the Southern States. They go to 15-3, and three, and uh, Loyola... They go to five and one in conference and sixteen and one. Also last night, Talladega was in action. Uh, they're still playing without Daryl Baker. Uh, they were able to beat Bruton Parker last night, 68-47. Uh, Amir Youssef, he scored 12 for Talladega. And uh, Trevin Adams, he scored 16 off the bench. Uh, Amir Youssef, he also had eight rebounds. So they took they took care of Bruton Parker pretty pretty easily. Uh, Bruton Parker's one and eighteen. Uh, Talladega goes to fifteen and one now five and zero oh in conference. So let's just take a real quick look at the Southern states. I think I put on Twitter last night that Faulkner took a full game lead, but okay, here's the way it goes. Talladega is five and zero. Oh. Faulkner is seven and one. So they have one loss, but they've got two wins up on Talladega and Loyola is five and one uh so Faulkner has two wins up on them and then the next team down is Stillman uh I wouldn't count Stillman out completely either so the Southern States is actually tightening up it's kind of unusual for the number one team in the country to not be leading their own own conference uh but that's where we're at with uh the Southern States also last night there was action in the Mid-South uh the number 17 team in the country Georgetown they took on Shawnee State. They beat Shawnee 74-58 for Georgetown. Darren Boyd, he scored 19 points, four rebounds, four assists last night. Uh, he had a great game. 
uh, Shawnee State, they've kind of been struggling. They're uh, nine and eight now and three and seven in conference. So let's take a look. Also, well, before we do that, also last night in that Mid South Conference, Tennessee Southern beat Campbellsville 84 to 70. Uh, Brady Brown for uh, Tennessee Southern, he scored 15 points, 10 rebounds. Tennessee Southern had seven players in double digits, all their starters and two guys off the bench. That's balanced scoring right there. So Tennessee Southern is 9-2 and two in league. Thomas Moore is 9-1. and one, And Georgetown is 7-2. and two. And then right there in the loss column is Pikeville, 5-2. and two. Now there's, you know, different teams will play different amount of games because, you know, COVID this, COVID that. So you can't play, you do play. Uh, but, you know, t- Thomas Moore, Tennessee Southern, and Georgetown are really locked in a tight battle, and then Pikeville is right there. We're definitely going to have to keep an eye on that Mid-South Conference, see how that shakes out between those teams. Uh, last night in the Chicagoland Conference, number 22, Indiana South Bend, they went to Holy Cross. They beat Holy Cross 83-50. to Dylan Allen, he scored 17 points, uh, five rebounds. So Indiana South Bend now, in conference, they're 9-1. and one. Olivet Nazarene is 10-1. and one. The next one down is Roosevelt. They're 7-4. and four. It's kind of a race between Olivet Nazarene and Indiana South Bend. So the Chicagoland is starting to shape up into a two-team race. Uh, sooner or later, they're going to have to rate uh, Olivet Nazarene as well. They're 16-3. and three. And while we're talking about the Chicagoland, we've got to talk about Lincoln. You know, they struggled out of the gate horribly. Uh, just couldn't seem to get a win, but they're six and six in conference now, and they're playing pretty good basketball. If you get a chance to watch them, uh, take a look at that team. A little bit thin, uh, but they've got some great athletes, good ball club. So that brings us up to last night, or actually yesterday morning, in uh, top 25 action. West Virginia Tech took on Oakland City. Really got to give uh, Oklahoma, Oakland City a a lot of credit. They were able to keep this one close. Uh, West Virginia Tech ended up beating them 87-75. But until about halfway through the first half, this was really anybody's ball game. Uh, Andreas Johnson, he got hot from three. He nailed a couple threes. Uh, and then uh, West Virginia Tech just turned up the defense. And as we said, they ended up winning the game 87-75. In that game, Gunner Short, Gunner Short had an excellent game. I tell you, he came to play yesterday. 24 points, 4 assists. Andrew Work, he ended with 19 points. And Andreas Johnson, he ended with 15. West Virginia Tech, they're 17-2, number 23 in the country. They're now uh, 9-0 in conference. And Alice Lloyd is 9-0 in conference. And West Virginia Tech has to go to Alice Lloyd on Thursday. Mark the calendar. That is going to be a good ball game. I'm sure everybody's looking forward to that. So last night was Tuesday. You know what that means. A lot of crossroads action. Uh, let's start with number seven, Indiana Wesleyan. They hosted Taylor. They ended up beating Taylor 73-61. Uh, but uh, this again, this was anybody's ball game with about, I don't know, seven minutes to go or something. Uh, it looked like Indiana Wesleyan had him put away, and then Taylor just kept coming back. Uh, but down the stretch, Indiana Wesleyan hung on. So in this game, Seth Maxwell, he scored 19 and Tim Adetokazi and Spencer Piercefield all both tossed in 12. 
Uh, the only chink in the armor for Indiana Wesleyan, who is 18 and 3 now, they're 9 and 0 in the conference, but they're not putting teams away. The, the other night they had Mount Vernon Nazarene, and Mount, they let Mount Vernon Nazarene back in the game and almost got beat. Uh, a couple months ago, they had Lincoln beat. Uh, Lincoln, they let them back in the game and uh, ended up just barely winning in overtime. And last night, they had Taylor on the ropes and let them back into the game. Uh, that is eventually going to catch up with them. They're an excellent team. Probably one of the best, if not the best, in the nation. But they got to start finishing people. Also last night, number nine, Grace. They played Spring Arbor uh, in uh, Winona Lake. They beat Spring Arbor 89-61. Spring Arbor has just really struggled this season. For the Lancers last night, they had five in double digits. They were led by Elijah Malone, 21 points, 10 rebounds. And then Eddie Gill, uh, 20 points, five rebounds. So Grace now, Grace goes to 7-2 uh, and two in the conference. So they're two games out. And number 16, Marion, they were in action as well. They beat Mount Vernon Nazarene 82-76. Mount Vernon Nazarene is becoming pesky. Uh, they're going to knock somebody. Uh, they're going to get a big win here soon. You don't come close this many times. Uh, but anyway, for number 16, Marion last night, Christian Stewart was just fantastic. 31 points, 4 rebounds. Uh, coming off the bench, Hayden Lankabell, he scored 17. So for Marion, they're 6-3 and three in conference, and they're a full three games out and they take on Indiana Wesleyan on Saturday and that is always a great game so check that one out uh, last night the Bethel Pilots they took the drive over to uh, Fort Wayne and St. Francis they were poor hosts the, they beat Bethel 90 to 75 for St. Francis last night Antoine Cushenberry uh, he could not miss 36 points Six rebounds, five assists. Six rebounds. This is the smallest guy on the court. David Edja, 22 points, nine rebounds. Here's the number I love. St. Francis last night had three turnovers. Uh, that's just unbelievable. Three turnovers. So St. Francis now, they're seven and two in the conference. They're two games out. So Indiana Wesleyan has a lead. They're uh, nine and oh. Grace and St. Francis... They're both two games back at seven and two. And then Marion, they're a full three games back of Indiana Wesleyan at six and three. Also last night in the crossroads, uh, this is a big surprise. Goshen beat Huntington at Goshen 63-62. Remember, Huntington just beat Grace. Anything that's a big win for one team is a bad loss for the other, and this was a bad loss for Huntington, a big win for Goshen. Uh, for Goshen last night, uh, Ryan Ryan Mansberger, he scored 17 points. Clayton McLoggan, he came off the bench for 10. Uh, congratulations to Goshen. That was a key win. Huntington's a very good team. The Goshen defense last night was able to hold Huntington to 40% shooting and 24% shooting from three. And then last night, also a couple of key games in the Appalachian Athletic Conference. Uh, so last night, uh, Brian, uh, they beat Milligan 75-62 uh, for Brian. Trevor Hensley with 12 points. Also in the Appalachian Conference last night, Tennessee Wesley, and they kind of beat up on Kentucky Christian 101-78. 
For Tennessee, Wesleyan, Jonathan Webb, he poured in 27 points. So let's take a really quick look at the Appalachian Conference. Union continues to lead the conference at 10-2. and two. Tennessee Wesleyan uh, is 11-3. and three. Montreat was idle last night, but they're 9-3. And, and Bryan is 10-4. and four. So they're all within two losses, and they're all within two wins. So that's kind of a four-team race right now in the uh, Appalachian Conference. And then let's take a quick look at the uh, Sooner Athletic Conference coming down to a two-team race between Science and Arts and uh, Sagu. On Monday night, Science and Arts, the number 15 team in the country, the Drovers, uh, they defeated Central Christian 96-80 to uh, for the Drovers in that game. Uh, Elvin Rodriguez, he came off the bench for 20, and Cam Hines, he scored 17. Stefan Hall, he added 16. Rory Pantoffelet, he had 15 points and 11 rebounds for a double-double. And last night, number 12, Sagu, they defeated uh, UNT Dallas. For Sagu last night, Isaiah Bulling, he had 21, and Josh Kashilla he had 17. So this Sooner Athletic Conference race is getting pretty interesting because with the win last night, Science and Arts, they go to 10-1. And, and with the win tonight, Sagu goes to 11-1. So Southwestern Christian, they're next down with 7-4 and four, as well as Oklahoma City. So this is another conference coming down to a two-team race. One, is Science and Arts 10-1, and one, Sagu at 11-1. and one. Uh, Another horse race we'll have to keep our eye on. Uh, yesterday, we were able to catch up with the GPAC Player of the Week out of Doan, Josiah Gardner. Uh, he hit that big game-winning shot against Morningside, uh, beat them on the road. That was a big win for Doan. Uh, but, you know, Josiah scored 25 points against Dort a couple days before that, and then he scored 25 points against Morningside. Well-earned player of the week. So we're going to listen to him, and also with him is his coach there at Doan, Ian uh, McKeithen, and we're going to talk a little bit of GPAC basketball and Doan basketball. I think you're going to enjoy it. Thank you very much for uh, Doan giving us the time and to Coach McKeithen. Thank you very much. So let's, let's take a listen. Cascade Hoops Talk, Billy D here. Hey, I have... Uh, Josiah Gardner, GPAC Player of the Week, along with uh, Coach McKeith. And welcome, guys. Thank you to be. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So, Josiah, I want to start with you a little bit. What a week you had! I mean, you guys went. Uh, you guys uh, hosted Dort, and you beat them eighty-two to eighty, and that's a really good team. You scored twenty-five points against them. You know they they took William Penn to overtime earlier in the year. They're number two in the country. You know, how big was that win at, uh, against Dort? It was really nice to play them at home, get a win on our home floor. You know, we'd been on a bit of a slide, so it was nice to be able to finally get one. And like you said, they're a good team, so it it felt good. It was a good win. Yeah, and then you, uh, I'll leave the best for last, then you went over to Morningside, one of the, the, one of the top programs in the country year after year. A tough place to win. I think you guys had went, oh, a long, anyway, a long time since you had won one there against them and uh, you beat them in overtime and I think probably everybody on Twitter saw that final shot just trying to talk our way through that because you had a guy right in your face when you canned that well yeah I mean when I was at like the top of my release I caught a quick glimpse of the hoop and I let it go and it was basically that and a prayer 
So, <laughs> how did it feel when it left your hand? Because it looked like an awkward release to me. It left my hand. It felt good leaving my hand. It's just my lower body was still twisted, so was, I was kind of leaning sideways. So, I mean, it it felt, it felt good coming off my hand, and it looked straight. So, yeah, I was just and I who, was just hoping. And who cares? It went through the hoop, and you won the game, right? Yeah. <laughs> And so you scored 25 points against Morningside. And, you know, anybody who watched the video, Josiah, it looked like just the first time I watched the video, I thought, why are they all running off the court after the game? <laughs> and it took me a few times. I'm a little slow, guys, to realize they went to the corner to mob you. So what was that like? That It was an experience. Um, I mean, I was just trying to cover up at one point and stay on my feet. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want to fall over. So, well, Josiah, yeah. you you've had a you've had a terrific year. N not only just this last week, but uh, sorry, I was trying to pull your stats up. You're averaging 15 points a game, almost six rebounds a game. And one thing that fans might not know about you is you're making you're shooting 65. percent So two out of every three shots you take are going in. Do you do you just spend a lot of time in the gym? Yeah, a lot of time in the gym. Um, I mean, the way we run our offense, I get a lot of good shots or I get, like, good looks around the rim. My teammates are obviously very good at passing. So, I mean, they, they make it easy for me yeah. most of the time. Well, I got news for you. There's a lot of guys around the country who get good looks at the rim, and they don't make two out of three of them. So uh, you're doing something right, Josiah. Uh, you're, you know, you're from Milford, Nebraska. We got to give that a shout-out. You started over at uh, School of Mines. Just talk a little bit about uh, what brought you to Doan. Why did you end up going to Doan? Well, like you said, this is kind of the area I grew up. Um, I went to high school in Crete, which is like right down the road. So I've always been pretty familiar with Doan. I went, I went to School of Mines because I just I wanted to try something new, try being in like kind of my own place, if that makes sense. Like kind of who who I was as a person, and then. You know, I learned I learned my lessons from there, and then I came back, and um, I just I really like this place. I really like the area. I really enjoy Crete as a town. So I've always I've always felt really comfortable here. Yeah, that's awesome that you get to do do what you're doing. Uh, you know, close to your home. That's that's kind of a neat thing. You could do that. Congratulations on the GPAC Player of the Week. You know, Coach McKeithen, I want to go over to you for a moment. How proud of your guys last week? Two huge wins. Dort and Morningside, two two great programs you beat last week. Yeah, it, um, it's amazing how things can kind of change in just a, a week's time. Um, you know, we had, like Josiah had mentioned, we had been on a tough stretch where we had lost three GPAC games in a row, all on the road. We had five straight GPAC road games. And with exhibitions, I think we were on the road for 10 straight games uh, from November all the way to there. Most, you know, in the in the three game slide before the, this past week, we just we just couldn't score the ball. Um, and and some of that was on us. Some of that was on the teams that we played, obviously. Um, you know, it's never one thing. But um, I thought in the door game, when we got home when we were at home. I think we shot 56, 7 percent, whatever it was in that game and started making shots again. And you know how that goes. Confidence is, is a big deal in basketball. And you know, I think sometimes that kind of carries you, you know, and, 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 and we've all, we've, we've played really good defense throughout the year. I mean, I think we're you know only giving up 65 a game or something along those lines. And so the defense of effort's been there. Um, it's just, there's been times during the year where we just flat out 
just weren't making shots, weren't weren't executing well enough on the offensive end. So I think we turned some corners. Um, even in the Briar Cliff game, the the game that we lost, I thought we did some good things offensively in that game, and I think it just carried over in the Dort, and then uh, finally at the Morningside game. So it was nice to see our kids um, kind of turn some corners uh, offensively, and it just gave us a chance to win those two games, in my opinion. You know, Coach, full disclosure here, I was a little slow getting on the Doan bandwagon. Uh, Coach Neville was really the first one who uh, kind of sang your praises to, to me uh, when I talked to him about the game when you went over to Jamestown and beat him. Uh, but boy, when you when you guys beat Dort and Morningside, uh, I got to admit, I, I admitted I was I thought maybe that one game at Jamestown was a, a little bit of a fluke, but by it's it's definitely not a fluke. You mentioned your defense. That's something I really noticed is, you know, you keep everybody to 42 percent shooting and that that defense travels with you. You know, you, even if you're having a bad shooting night. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the games we I think the games we lost the three games, I want to say. And don't give I, I have to look at it, but I feel like our opponents were either in the 60s or 70s, low 70s, whatever it might have been. And that's what was frustrating for us is that we're I thought we were at least giving ourselves a chance to to be in games uh, or keep it close. Um, but we just just weren't weren't scoring it. And we just had to we kind of had to work on it through practice, a lot of change some things of what we were doing scheme wise offensively and kind of kind of keep things a little more simple in terms of what we were looking for every possession. And uh, another big thing is our turnovers have been down quite a bit. I think in the over in the overtime game against Morningside, I think we only had eight turnovers. I mean, to have only eight in an overtime game against a team that's unreal defensively, just an unreal defensive team in Morningside and has been for a long time. I thought uh, that really helped us in terms of uh, that game and, and also the, the Dort game as well, keeping our turnovers down and gaining us more possessions, obviously, and giving us more shots on the rim is what we've talked about is we got to get quality shots on the rim if we're going to ever get out of that offense a whole. So uh, those are some big things for us this past week. You know, Coach, I was going through your schedule. I know you guys know this, but five out of your next six are at home. Home has been good to you so far this year. You know, you look at the GPAC standings, one week you guys can be right back in that top tier up uh, that third, fourth position you know, what are, what are going to be the keys for you as you, uh, you know, continue this buzzsaw of the G-Pack? It's crazy this year, isn't it? What are going to be the keys uh, for you? It's This league is always bonkers, man. I mean, you know, anybody in this league can go through tough stretches, you know. I mean, um, I you know, I think Midland's lost a couple in a row. Um, you know, Morningside's had a couple. Jamestown has uh, had two tough games this past week, and it's funny you mentioned Danny. You know that he that he kind of shot us because we've had some just berserk games uh, uh, between us and Jamestown, including the one last year that was in the hundreds in overtime. And um, it's uh, it's such a good league, and it's a lot more balanced this year, in my opinion. And that's why you see a lot of really good teams kind of stuck in the middle of the G Pack right now. Um, it's you know it's but it's hard once you get into a slide in this league, it's just relentless because there's just no easy ways out of it. And it's, it's, you know, you look at our, our stretch, you know, if we, you know, ball bounces a different way against Dort or Morningside and we lose both of those games. Well, now we're five losses in a row and in a very, very tough spot. And so you got to have some luck on your side. Things have, you know, much like Josiah shot, you know, to be on that, side of the shot i've been i think i've lost three gpac buzzer beaters in my career here and those were brutal and so for to kind of be uh, on this side of it and that was probably had a lot to do with my reaction 
choking Josiah out when he made the shot. <laughs> but, you know, because it's just one of those things that we've had a tough stretch the last couple of years, and it's just nice for us to, you know, have some fortune for once, it seems like, and not some of the bad luck that we've had. And so that part's exciting, but I think we also know – you know, we got big, We like you said, we got a, a good stretch of home games coming up and some good opportunities, but it doesn't mean anything if we don't take advantage of it. Um, and it's going to be a tough. We got two really good opponents in Jamestown and Dakota Wesleyan this weekend on a Friday, Saturday. So it's going to be a battle and we just got to continue to do the things that have, uh, you know, gotten us some success over this last week or so and stay consistent. Josiah, you know, he, uh, coach was just talking about the, the tough games, obviously, with Jamestown coming to town, it's going to be a big week, big weekend. But just talk about the where the where the head of the team is right now. How confident do you feel? How are practices going? How do you feel going into this tough stretch? I mean, we've got a lot of veterans. We're we're an experienced team, um, so I mean, they've all been through this before. So they've been keeping us pretty level headed. Like even even coming off wins. So it's it's not a team that really gets too high or too low. I feel like we're always right where we need to be and we're, we always come to work we always we always want to get better and we obviously always want to win so um we're excited to play we're excited to be home again and um we we want to come out with the wins well guys i really appreciate your time josiah once more i want to say congratulations on g plat pack player of the week it's well well earned i will say you worked for that and uh coach uh I'll be keeping an eye on the G-Pack closely. I'm curious how you're going to do in these next few games, especially in your home stretch. Yeah, I appreciate it and appreciate, you know, your your support of NAI basketball and the G-Pack. Um, you know, this this is an elite league uh, with great players and phenomenal coaches. And uh, it's just, I think, sometimes from the outside looking in, you don't realize, you know, just looking at standings, you don't, you just don't realize just how, how good everybody is. I, you know, you, I'd put our league up against anybody in the country and, uh, whether it's the first place team or down to eight or nine, it's still, it's just amazing basketball. So we'll have our hands full. And uh, like I said, appreciate the support you give our, our conference and, and NAI basketball. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So that's uh, Josiah Gardner, GPAC player of the week at Doan, and then uh, head coach Ian McKeith. And thank you very much, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hey, once again, thank you very much, uh, Josiah Gardner. Uh, he's out of Doan. Uh, GPAC Player of the Week, and then Coach Ian McKeithen uh, from Doan University. Uh, thank you very much to both of them. Uh, boy, follow the GPAC if you're not. It's interesting every day. Hey, so much basketball across the country. I uh, try to uh, bring you as much as I can, keep the conferences in line, because really, rankings are one thing, right? But teams really got to win their conferences or finish high in the conferences, get in their postseason tournament. You know, that's going to all what's going to drive the seeding. So teams really got to start looking at uh, where they are in the conferences. And they're, they're really going to start battling now to uh, get first in the conference and get that home team at home, home uh, court advantage for the playoffs. Uh, that's where everybody's at now that we're halfway through conf conferences. Hey, I saw the uh, Indiana Wesleyan game tonight, and what really made me happy was it was packed. And those young men, those young athletes, uh, they were playing for a lot of fans, and that was really great to see. Remember, these, these guys, a lot of them, they dedicate their whole life to basketball. And some of these people, this is the, this is the very end of their career. And they're, a, lot of, a lot of them are playing in empty gyms. I've been to gyms worth 50, 60 people, and that's it. Get out and support 
NAI basketball. If you don't get out and get in the stands, uh, that program might not survive. Uh, you, it doesn't, it won't just survive in a vacuum. Get out and support. If you like, if you enjoy NAI basketball, get to the games, donate some money to the school of your choice. Let the athletic director and the coaches know, hey, this is important to me. Get to know some of the athletes. Get to know some of their families because that's what NAI basketball is all about. That's what small college hoops is all about. And if we lose the fans, if the fans don't show up, NAI basketball loses its heart and soul. So please get out there, take a friend, uh, get your neighbor to go with you, uh, introduce somebody to NAI basketball. So this weekend, long road trip for Billy D heading out to Eastern Oregon College of Idaho. Oh boy, that's going to be a road trip. Uh, looks like the weather's going to be good and uh, really looking forward to playing some basketball. I just go to bed every night and pray that, uh, that you know, the COVID out here, a lot of COVID restrictions, a lot of games get canceled. And uh, so hopefully that's not going to happen this weekend because there are some barn burners coming up. So enjoy your Wednesday. Be nice to each other and never forget... NAI basketball is the best entertainment value in America.